0: Welcome to our Hakel podcast, number 35 in the series Classic Take, where we will take a classic topic of Mashiach and try to delve a little further into it. The discussion today will be, why will Mashiach need to use a sheifer? The shir is dedicated to nishmas, Yeshua shui, chob, and Throughout our davening every day in the Shemrina we mention three times a day, T'kab b'sheifer gadol l'cheruseinu. We pray that Hashem should blow the great shofar for our freedom, to redeem us. And we find also, particularly on Rosh Hashanah, one of the themes of the bracha of the Shefers, which we say in the Mus'ab of, of Rosh Hashanah, is discussing the shofar that will be used when Mashiach will come. The fact that the shofar of Rosh Hashanah in particular is connected with Mashiach also has relevance in our practical, in the practical way, how we blow shafer, we know that we blow shafer before Musaf, after Kriyas Sateira. Uh, we blow the shafer with, uh, with the Lam Natsayach, with the Brachas, and so on and so forth. And then we blow shafer also when, the, with the, when there's a minion davening, we blow shafer during Musaf. And the Gemara actually discusses what is the reason why we blow Shefer twice. Technically, we should just, ideally, the way things should have been is that we should blow Shefer only during Musaf, because when we daven in, in Musaf and we're saying the prayers of Malchis, Akhreine, that is really the time when we're supposed to blow the Shefer. So the Gemara asks, why was it instituted that we should first blow Shefer independently of the Shemayna Asrei, and then later we continue blowing the Shafer during the Shimon as well. And the Gemara and Rosh Hashanah Tavtah Amit Beiz, answers that we do this in order to mix up the Satan. Famous thing that probably a lot of people have heard, the blowing of the Shafer mixes up the Satan. Why does blowing the Shafer mix up the Satan, particularly when we blow it in this manner, that first we blow the Shafer before Musaf, and then we blow the Shafer again during Musaf? So Teisus over there brings an interpretation that the pasuk says that when Moshiach will come, the Satan, the accusing angel, which is also synonymous with the Malach HaMavis, the angel of death, will be eradicated. The pasuk says, The death will be swallowed up forever, which is also understood to mean that death comes from the angel of death, and death being eradicated means that the angel of death, the Satan which is the source of the evil inclination, which is the accusing, the prosecuting angel, he will be eradicated when Mashiach will come. So the satan hears that the Jewish people are blowing Shafer. okay, so he says okay, they're fulfilling the mitzvah of Shafer. but then he hears them blowing shoifer again during Shemayin Esrei, so this time he's confused, what's going on? They already fulfilled the mitzvah of shoifer. So he gets nervous that maybe now is the time that The sheifer of Meshach is being blown, and it's time for him to uh, get eradicated. So he gets all confused and confounded, and he doesn't have the ability to open up his mouth and to start presenting accusations against the Jewish people. So that is why they divided the blowing of the sheifer in this manner. First, we blow the sheifer to fulfill the mitzvah, so that when we blow the sheifer again during Musaf, at that point, the satan will be confused, will be mixed up, and they will be all nervous and he won't be able to present any accusations and try to block the prayers of Mosef from ascending to heaven. This is one interpretation, There's a number of others, but this is interpretation is relevant to the manner at hand. Now what exactly does this mean? Does it mean the sudden things that Moshiach is coming right now so I mean, there's different interpretations in that as well. He's obviously getting nervous. Why is he getting nervous? Does he really think that because we're blowing the shofar in shul, that means that the shofar of Moshiach is being sound? So one interpretation is, the Rebbe brings us, uh, there's a... the Rebbe discusses this concept of the cut, satan becoming confused through blowing shofar. An explanation the Rebbe brings over there in one of the footnotes, is that it doesn't mean necessarily that the sultan is afraid that Moshiach is coming that second. Rather, he means that when the sultan remembers the future about what's going to happen when Moshiach will come, and he remembers that at that point he'll be eradicated. So that that itself, the uh, the the coming aware again of what his, of his end, that his end is predictable, and it's. You know, could happen any moment. That itself is what confuses him, what confounds him. So it's not necessarily the um, the fact that he thinks that we're, we're blowing the sheifut and shul. That is already the sheifut of mashiach. But it reminds him of the future. And in this vein, there is a, the rabbit brings us down from the smog, I think in this vein, there is a Taich interpretation of a interesting teaching of our sages. The like, gemara says in bracha that a person should always try to get his Yetzir Tov, his good inclination, to be angry, to overpower his evil inclination. And what happens if he can't do that? So the Gemara brings different advice that he should do in order to overcome his Yetzir Hadaf. The, the, the different things that the Gemara mentions doesn't work. So then the Gemara says, Yasker a person should remind the Yetzir of the day of death. Now what does this simply mean? Simply this means, that if he realizes if the says he should say Shmai, he should do different things. If he realizes that all of these things are not uh, working, so what should he do? So the last, as a last resort, he should remind himself of the fact that eventually he will die. Which that is as a last resort, we use that to subdue the Yetzirah. So the Gemara mentions the brachas Medal he should learn Torah, if not, you should say Shema, if not. As a last resort, Yizker Loy should remind the Yitzhahara the day of death, which simply means the fact that he the person himself will will eventually die. But there's a deeper interpretation of it, which means Yizker lo'yoyim misa means you should remind to him, to the Yitzhahara, the day of death of the Yitzhahara, instead of focusing on the negative thing about the person's ultimate demise, a person could focus on a more positive thing, you can remind the Yitzhara that M'sheikh will come when he will be eradicated. you try to think of what the future holds. And that thought could over, also has the power to overpower the Yitzhara. And this this is the way it re- applies to a person's own avoidance. You know, the Rebbe discusses in Tani and Perek Mamalev, we say a likayin nisham every morning, how... It's you gave me my nisham, and eventually you'll take away my nisham, and therefore, as long as I'm alive already now, I'm connecting myself to you because, you know, anyway, eventually my soul will ascend back to heaven. So, there's a chassidish that, you know, based on the Rebbe's approach in the last years, instead of focusing on the fact that the nisham will be taken away, there's another focus of have knowing that soon Mashiach is coming, and then whatever person is involved with will drastically change and his whole goals and ambitions in life will be transformed. So you should focus on that, focus on what the future is about to bring, instead of having to have to focus on on something which might be painful, which might be sad. Focus on something good, but it has the same effect of overpowering the Yetzirah and reminding ourselves that physical pursuits and temptations and all these things are only temporary. Instead of focusing because a person will die, we could focus because Moshiach will come. But anyway, this idea, this casket of the Laiyam is very much similar to the idea that the Yetzir Hara, the Satan, the accusing angel, reminds himself of his demise, of when he will be slaughtered, so to say, as uh, the Gemara says elsewhere. And therefore, he doesn't have the stamina, the interest to try to cause problems with the Jewish people. There's another interpretation I once heard that the interesting insight that, you know, for us, it's sometimes hard to believe the Mashiach will come at any second. You know, we're so used to exile. So it's hard for us to take it serious in every Rosh Hashanah that really, yes, the Mashiach is about to come. But the Satan, he doesn't have a Yetzirah. He is the Yetzirah. He doesn't have a Yetzirah. So he takes it very serious. He's really afraid the Mashiach will come. There's nothing, there's nobody stopping him from believing in Mashiach. He tries to do a good job to try to stop everyone else from believing in Mashiach, but he himself knows the truth pretty good. So when he reminds himself about Mashiach's coming, he to him it's a very serious thing. He knows it could happen at any minute, so he gets very scared. Either way, this is the what we see over here is that the fact that the Shafer of Mashiach is connected with the sound of the shofar we blow in shul every Rosh Hashanah is relevant, according to Tosis. It explains. Also, why and how we blow the shofar in the manner that we do today. Also, famously, Rapsadiyah Goin, one of the um, famous Goinim, came even before the Rambam. He wrote 10 reasons, 10 concepts that are alluded to in the blo- sounding of the shofar that a person should have in mind. For example, the sounding of the shofar reminds us of Mat and when the sound of the shofar was, was, was blown, and so on and so forth. And the last two things he mentions is the various connections between the Shefer and Mashiach. And the different Sukim that speak about the blowing of the Shefer and the coming of Mashiach. There's a passage that says, ye ye Godel, that in that day a great Shefer will be blown and beres asher, beres that those that are lost in the land of Asher and those that are cast away in the land of Egypt will come, which is a reference to the in gathering of exiles, and in addition, he says, in addition to the blowing of the shofar for the gathering of the exiles, Absadi Goin brings the um, another Posak which says, which we also mention in the in the prayers of Rosh Hashanah, that that all those that dwell on the earth, and those on in the world, and those that dwell on the earth when the raising of the banner will, on top of the mountains, will be lifted up, you will see, and when the shofar will be blown, you will hear. This is a reference to, according to the rapsadi going to to the resurrection of the dead, the connection between this verse to the resurrection of the dead is explained by some of affection because there's two parts, there's two terms that are used. It says, kol yeshvei tevil, all those that dwell on the in the world and those that rest in the earth. Those that rest in the earth could be a reference for those that are buried in the earth and they will be resurrected with the sound of the shofar. On this same note, some commentaries explain in the Shemayin Ha'esri, we say, We pray to Hashem to sound the great sheifer for our freedom which could also be interpreted to be referring to two things. It literally means that Hashem should gather in the exiles and free them from their bondage, from their exile and amongst other nations. But it also could mean, in a little bit of a more abstract form, that it's referring to those that are buried in the ground and they are also in their own type of bondage, so to say. They're dead, their bodies are dead, they are unable to move, and and so on, and some type of you know, uh, shibut, some type of base asurim, some type of prison. And, you know, when they will be revived and be able to once again live, so they will be also, also redeemed, freed from their bondage. And uh, obviously in a much different sense than how people be redeemed from the exiles, but it's still, you could still use the term cheiruseinu, freedom for them as well. So he says that these are actually the things that a person, that I'm going back to Reb Sadigoy, he says that these are the things a person should be thinking about when you blow the shayf, Or Some of them is refer, reference to mashiach. Now, more particularly, is brought down, um, if you look closely at the different piyutim, at the different midrashim, and sources that speak about the blowing of the sheifer in the future, it seems from various midrashim that there is really three different times the shaifer's reference is used regarding the future. There is the blowing of the sh- there's this one this two that I just mentioned, one Pasuk regarding the gathering of the exiles, and another Pasuk regarding the meithin, the resurrection of the dead. In addition to that, there's another Pasuk which says They blow a shafer and he will go with the the whirlwinds of of of, of Taimon, which could mean from um, from the south, and uh, the pasuk is interpreted by some to be referring to the fact that when Mashiach will come, Hashem will will destroy all the ministering angels, all the or all the nation, all, all those nations or or powers that are trying to hurt the Jewish people, that they will hear the sound of the Sheifer that will. You know, have a negative impact on them that will that will cause them to lose their power. Who will blow the shofar? It's a good question, but the, the question of who will blow the shofar also goes back to the original question: Why does Mashiach need the shofar in the first place? What what is the purpose of the shofar, and what is the meaning of the shofar? So over here, as usual, there's a number. There's two schools of thought there are those that interpret the Schaefer metaphorically. They say we're not talking about a physical sound of a Schaefer Rather, they say that it will be a... Um, these events will be world-shattering events, will be events that will have such a great publicity that it's as if it will be blown, it will be a great sound heard throughout the world. It doesn't necessarily mean there will be an actual Schaefer being blown. However, most of the piyutim and many of the... Know, different things that we say in Rosh Hashanah, and also in a number of Madrashim, it seems that this is understood quite literally, in a, quite, you know, in a very literal sense, that the Shafer is associated with a physical Shafer. You know, in this vein, the Chassam Shafer says an interesting thing. He says that we find in the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah that there's a disagreement between Rabbi Lez and Rabbi Yeshua, when Mashiach will come. Will he come during the month of Nisan, when the redemption will come? The redemption will come in the month of Nisan, or the redemption will come in the month of Tishrei. According to Rabbi Eliezer, the redemption will come in the month of Tishrei. Why? Because we blow the Shefer and Rosh Hashanah, and then it says that that day a great Shefer will be blown. So it's Shefer, Shefer, there's a great shovel connected to. So we see that the blowing of the Shefer on Rosh Hashanah is associated with the Shefer of Mashiach, so it means that Mashiach will be coming on Rosh Hashanah. However, Rabbi, Rabbi opinion is probably more famously known. He says, he says that the future redemption will take place in the month of Nisan. So according to him, what does he do with the verse, with this Gzeda Shavu, with this idea that the Shefer of Rosh is connected with the Shefer of the Redemption? So the Chassam Shafer says that Rabbi Shul could interpret the Shafer of the Redemption not to be referring to a physical Shafer, but a metaphoric Schaefer. There'll be a great worldwide publicity to the events that will happen. There'll be such great events that they'll have to you know, be heard throughout the world. Their impact will be known, become known and felt throughout the world. That We use the term Shafer in a metaphoric sense, but it doesn't really have anything to do with the shafer that we blow on Rosh Hashanah, which is an actual physical Schaefer. On the other hand, again, this is this is one opinion. the other hand, like I mentioned, there are other opinions that do understand the sheifer in a very literal sense. will be a great sound. Now, obviously, everything, even if it will be a physical sheifer with a great sound, what will be the purpose of it? What will be the impact of it? So we know, so this explains this uh, much stronger than any other source. We know that it's, it's explained that the sheifer... In, that we blow, the physical shofar that we blow, represents the simple outcry of the heart. The tzakeh pshuta, the tzakeh the outcry from the innermost part of our heart, is alluded to the sound of the shofar, the simple cry of the soul, which basically means that it's, it's the most innermost outcry of, of a person's heart is reflected by the simple sound of the shofar. What does it mean that there'll be a great shofar that will be sounded when Moshiach will come? It means that there'll be a great awakening stemming from the Pinimius Shalomayla, from the innermost levels above and the greatest revelations above, which will awaken us, awaken the world at large to prepare them for Mashiach's coming or to get them ready and to bring about the revelation of the redemption itself. So even the physical Shefer that will be heard, even if we will interpret it as a physical Shefer that will be heard, the point of the physical shofar will be a vessel for a spiritual sound of the shofar which is a awakening call something that arouses us to get ready you know to wake up and smell the coffee as they say to get ready to greet the comets to greet messiah or and the chiasimason and gathering of the exiles in this sense it's um let's say when we talk about the gathering of the exiles so this discusses this much much more particularly but just this is leads into the next point which is that the Firdek Rebbe explained, the Rebbe spoke about this Tzishrei Tavshin Chofches, after the Six-Day War. Firdek Rebbe has a mimer, which he wrote during the Holocaust, which he explained that the two verses that speak about the Shefer, the Shefer connection with the future, with the end of days, are two separate contexts completely. One post speaks about the Shefer, Hashem will blow, the Shefer will go besarei's temon. A great stormwind wind from, from Taimon from, from the south, which represents great events that will cause the way the Fidekrap interprets the verses, great events that will cause that will awaken the dread in the hearts of people. And he speaks there was obviously he was referring to the Second World War, and the truth is the first world world war also, were events Jazerep explained in the Shabbos Breeshis Dov Shinchafch were events that they had a, a great impact, a, a terrible negative impact, but it shook up the world. That's one type of a shape this reflects one type of a shape A certain this reflects a certain mode of events that takes place in the world, which shakes up the world. It has some purpose in a of a beneficial way to, you know, change, you know, get the world. Whatever the fidiqrab explains, to take away evil from the whatever it was it's hard, to, obviously, for us to understand the benefits from it in a tangible way. But either way, that is a shayfar in which is matel harada, just like the simple sound of the shayfar, which causes dread into you know it rouses dread in people's hearts. But there's another type of a shayfar. This other type of a shayfar is, on the contrary, just the opposite. It's a shayfar, a great call of love, an awakening of love which the Ebishtah shows the Jewish people to make them ready for Mashiach. And the way they have interpreted it in the events that unfolded you know, at that time, that explained at length how the First World War, the Second World War, were all, all events that made no sense. First World War was triggered by uh, assassination in Europe and the whole world was at war. The Second World War also made no sense how Yimach uh, rose to power. The have explained at length how these were events that were obviously not coming. They weren't the natural cause and uh, an effect of natural means. It was, was something that was awakening the world. It was a very negative effect, you know, but it was something that was to shake up the world. Then up the Rebbe spoke about the Six-Day War and the miracles that took place at that time and the impact that it had by the Jewish people calling them and bringing them close to the Abishter. This that episode was already a me'ain, a some form of of, of the great shayfer that will have when mashiach will come, the great shayfer of love that will awaken every Jew, even the Jew that is, as the Pasik says, he's lost in the land of Asher. Which, so this explains to me that he's so sunk in physical pleasures, he's not interested in mashiach. Or you could have me midochem somebody that has such terrible, you know, tzadahs, such terrible things in life that he's, feels rejected, downcast, he doesn't feel there's any hope Mashiach could ever come. The sound of the Shefer will call them with a great innermost call of love from the Ebeshter that will arouse their Nekudas their Pintel their innermost connection that every Jew has with Ebeshter, and bring them and get them ready to come to, to greet Mashiach. Shem should help. We should merit the coming of Mashiach. Hearing the sound of the shofar, it happen, Take it from Yad Mamish. Classic Take is produced by Todalz Podcast Productions, producers of the Daily Boost, the Weekly for Bringen, Power for bringing and Mashiach Mindset Audio. Available on all podcast platforms.